0: Yeah, we're I guess really. we're back by popular demand. Um I don't know what uh what popular or demand Josh is talking about, but we're back. we're on <laughs> Familiar Strangers episode 31. And uh today we have Josh's lovely girlfriend Becky. Becky Joa Hansen. joining us. Welcome Becky and welcome Mac. Say hi Mac. So we were uh, um, nice talking to earlier, Becky, and uh, just messaging a little bit back and forth, uh, talking about a few, a few different things regarding the COVID vaccine and, and just COVID in general. And um, I know you sent me a, a post about um, a bunch of people that have commented on a, on a news post Saying how the vaccine had negatively affect them or a loved one or or something like that. Anyway, and um, I mean it's it's pretty crazy because I feel like that news is not easy to find. I feel like it's either being thrown out of social media or shadow banned somehow, and like you just can't see it. Um, I mean, you don't. It's not like you hear news stories on every night. Not necessarily that I know what's going on in the main media right now, but uh, I don't hear about that anyway. So, like, it's it's just pretty crazy. I feel like we're kind of in an age of of censorship that really shouldn't be tolerated by America. And I know you um, got to see an interesting perspective, Becky, when you were living in Hong Kong and um, the amount of censorship the people there go through. Um, I just wanted to know, like, what your thoughts were um if if america is kind of doing the same thing that hong kong was doing to its people or if it's in a in a different way i just wanted to uh, hear your opinion on on what's going on
1: yeah that post was really ironic because it was um a tv news station actually reached out to the people and wanted to kind of do a hit piece on the unvaccinated so they were asking specifically for Um, people that have had bad reactions to COVID not having the vaccine and the comments all blew up with people who've had adverse reactions by getting the vaccine or, you know, have had family members or things like that. So it was really interesting how that kind of unfolded for them negatively. But yeah, um, in Hong Kong, you know, we really had a kind of a scary first-hand experience with it, and it's a different situation in Hong Kong. The people really have no way to defend themselves. They, you know, there's there's no guns allowed in the country, but the censorship online escalated super quickly. When we first moved there, um, you know, you could kind of post whatever you wanted. It was very much like, like here, like the UK. You could... You kind of post whatever opinions that you had and it wasn't an issue. And then the more and more China kind of invaded and grasped their hold, really, the more you'd see, you know, booksellers that sold books about with all these different opinions and and thoughts, they would just disappear and never be heard of again. Um, Your Facebook would get scanned and you would get tracked and then you could be charged and sent to China for something that you post on Facebook or Instagram or any of your social media um, so it's even a step further than just being censored it's you could actually you know get tried go to jail potentially die because of posting an opinion online so it's really scary
0: yeah that is that's super scary and um, I don't think people really realize how close we kind of are to to that type of regime. Um, I mean, maybe it's partly because of how much debt we have to China and like how much of our products and how much of our income comes from China. Uh I don't I don't know if that has to play a role in it. I would I would guess it does because of like the things that have been happening on social media and whatnot, um, with people just getting downright censored for saying an opinion that doesn't match what they want the the word to be. Um, like it's just it's appalling to me. I feel like as Americans we kind of have to put our foot down and not allow that because the more that we just kind of go with the flow and let that shit happen, like that's just it's gonna slowly you'll see it start to creep in other ways in our lives. And I really would hate to see that and see us lose power because I feel like once you lose it, it's it's so hard to get it back. Um, I would love to see people just standing their ground and and fighting for what's right. But uh, for the for the topic of um, Hong Kong, Becky, and like watching that um, that I guess unfold. What uh, have you seen any like similarities in the U.S. Um, kind of what's gone down in the last year here to what went down there about a year ago?
1: I mean, it's not as extreme, but we're we're on that road where not necessarily government. Well, the government already tracks everything online, so that's step one, right? And then um, the larger corporations are now kind of partnering with whatever the government wants them to do things like Facebook, Google. I was actually telling Josh about, um, I was trying to look up a news article that I heard about on a podcast. And when I Googled it, you couldn't find any news on this person for the past year and a half. But if you went to DuckDuckGo, it was the first thing that popped up because it's a news article that just happened, right? So that censorship Right there, but there's you know people getting accounts removed and not being able to have any normal form of social media, essentially a voice in 2021, and that's kind of you know that's our, that's our basic American rights. And I, know, I was
2: actually just thinking yes yesterday or earlier today, I was like Austin should be uploading all of his yoga videos to something that isn't YouTube, like try one of these new sites because I think like. I think, like, when we were younger, like, these sites were so new. They just kind of overtook each other really quick. But what I think we're going to see happen, I think there will end up being a big shift. And there's going to be some platforms that are going to grow because of the censorship. So it's, like, if I, if, like, for you, I would say, like, put content in multiple places. Like, yeah, you can upload it to YouTube. But, like, how much more work is it to add it to, like, one of these new sites? And then if something happens where it takes off and it grows because people are so sick of YouTube, like censoring what they can see and what, what they show, you know, you have a whole database of things already on there and everybody's playing catch up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea at all. Um, For me and for anybody that wants to upload content, I feel like, um, I mean, I know you listen, you were listening to that podcast. I listened to recently, Josh, where it was, uh, um Brett weinstein and um God I can't remember hey Hayf- um her I can't remember her last name right now on um, Joe and they were talking about Heather. um <clears throat> yes, or something yeah they were talking about odyssey and another video platform um God what was the name of that I can't remember right now, but there was like two different yeah. Um video platforms so it'd be uh i think it's it's good for anybody's interest and I hope to see some social media come into play here some newer um dogs come into play to have a uh to have an open and and just agreement to not censor pretty much anything i think that that would do i think that would take off and i hope to see it i think i think the American people. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get fed up with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all these other companies that are that are censoring that are censoring people. And I've seen firsthand people getting censored um, and heard about it. Like I, I want to see other options. So let's hope that that happens.
2: I think one thing we never talked about with Austin, like what was. I always, now that I've been living back stateside, I've, I've been asking people more like, oh, like, what did you think when this was happening? Because we weren't here. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's all things that were really important, but you just can't, couldn't understand it. And like, I couldn't understand it from this point of view. But like, what did the protest look like from here in Hong Kong? Like, what was that like to know that there was like actual protesting going on in a different country? And we were just like, we were living in that country.
0: I mean, it was definitely scary. Uh, like, the videos I saw were mostly on, like, Reddit. And, um, I mean, I, that's, like, all I can really remember is seeing videos on there of, you know, these protesters getting shut down by by a big, like, military police force with, you know, um, smoke and, and gas and, and whatever they used, whatever else they used. I think rubber bullets were used, too. Um it was pretty crazy. It was, it was definitely scary because you guys were there, but not only that, because I saw a side of humanity that doesn't have weapons, that doesn't have any way to fight other than their, their hands. And I saw how easy it would be to, to put down a protest. Um. Which makes me thankful for our rights to have um, a gun and and to have that for that not only that purpose but a lot of other things for protection wise. Like I I worried about you guys. I know mom and dad were very worried about you, um, as I'm sure Becky's parents were too. Just just the fact that you're so far away, there's nothing we can do first off, and then like second off, if you guys. You know if you get taken into custody by the the Chinese police like what what do we what what say do we have we don't have money like enough money to come and get you and rescue you like that's that's nuts it was something really that could have happened and you know I'm thankful that nothing did I think you guys played it safe while you were there, which is probably the smart move instead of trying to get involved in you know another country's politics but um like i know i've asked you josh before but like i would love to hear firsthand what it felt like because you guys could literally walk out on your balcony and see these protests going on couldn't you
1: yeah yeah we could well one specific moment i'll never forget well there's there's a few um we For my work, we actually had multiple meetings with my manager at the time where she basically was like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the government's going to be able to do for us if something really bad happens. So it's kind of like this is your out. Like if you want to go, no judgment, go home now because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, that kind of thing. And those conversations only escalated once COVID hit. Um, but there were times before – um, my workplace kind of knew what to do about it, or before they could kind of catch up with what was happening where at what time. Where I would go into work and I lived on the island side, and my work was on the mainland side. So I have to take, you know, either a train or a bus, go across the water, ways, stop, and then walk forever to get to my work. So I would go in, and they were stopping the trains. They were putting their hands and stuff in the doors so they would stay open and it would be on like the middle of the track. And it's it's a long ways for me. It's almost an hour. And so there was a couple of points where I just whenever I could get off the train, I got off the train and I just took an Uber. Like whatever it costs doesn't matter. Like it just it was like if I don't do this, I may not get out of this train or I may be stuck in the middle of the track somewhere. And there was another time where we were sitting at a bar at a trivia night and it was a random Monday night and a bus just pulls up and like floods and floods of Chinese police just empty out of the bus. And there was like nothing going on where we were that night. It was just like it was calm. It was peaceful. There was no protesting in that area. And they were just flooding everywhere. And it was just like, what? what's going on what just happened i don't know yeah. things like that would happen frequently
2: yeah i thought it was weird like i felt like even the the first time i visited there versus like what it when during the protest like it was like i always thought like people don't really talk to you that much they don't get in your business there but i always thought people were generally pretty nice there yeah like there was like Most of the people I came across were so nice, but when the protests were happening, you could just see like their attitude just change and then like them have hope. But like you're sitting there watching as an American and you're like, fuck, we have guns in this. If we wanted a revolution in our country, it would be insane. And we have a way to fight against the government. You have no way to fight against the government. I don't see where your hope's coming from, because what are you going to do? yeah what it, are you gonna do
1: it turned into like kind of crips versus bloods for a while um people at work would tell me oh don't wear uh don't wear white or don't wear you know if you don't want to be caught up in the protests like don't wear black
2: don't wear yellow
1: um don't wear yellow or black uh because there there would be just like different because the protesters obviously wore black um and there was that group of undercover chinese police that were all dressed in white the one time so it was really interesting how you're, it was very similar to what we experienced like crips yeah. and bloods don't wear red don't wear blue like whatever um so that i thought that was kind of interesting for a while
2: yeah because like if you think back even to like the protest when you came back in the airport and that that was when they had like how many millions of people were at the airport yeah it was like
1: you the, couldn't walk it through like, it was a mob scene it was like Britney Spears was in town or something it was like an absolute mob scene but
2: they were all peaceful just like yeah they were there just with their families like
1: just look at our signs and try to support us it was basically like this is our way of letting us letting people know from all around the world it's one of the biggest international airports in the whole world if not the biggest is one of the biggest it's probably not the biggest but yeah I mean what advertising of people coming in and out from all over the world yeah like help us basically
0: yeah it sounds Slide like forward, like two years year
2: and a half later
0: it, it was definitely like a cry for help but. from the people you have to feel for them too because they can't do anything about it and like all they do have to hope for is that people their people their own people that are in these police forces and armies and whatnot would not bow down to the government and maybe join their side like that I feel like that's probably the only hope they do have and to just see that get diminished so quickly because every protest that happened there seemingly got um, shot down or you know like literal literally shot down and just stopped it had to be it had to be a very terrible feeling that that as an American I hope we never have to feel. Sometimes it does feel like we're heading in that direction. Um, where our own army, our own people, our own brothers and sisters would turn on us and, and do what the government says. Um I would I would hope for the opposite. I'm sure those people were hoping for, you know, that that scenario too, to where they would they would get some help from their fellow countrymen, but it's it seemingly that's not how it how it went so i uh i'm it's just interesting hearing hearing those stories from from you guys because you lived it firsthand from seeing it online and like from a social media perspective it's it's very skewed and you guys know that for for anything like if you're not seeing it firsthand it's going to be different than seeing it second hand but i feel like I don't know what happened if the Chinese government and the U.S. government did a good job at kind of downplaying the severity of it, but it was, I mean, it was in the news, but it wasn't like main breaking news every day.
1: It's interesting, though, to see some parallels, though, between what's happening in the States to what was happening in Hong Kong. For example, uh, I believe it was Australia and Britain were giving special visas out to Hong Kongers to go migrate to those countries for their own safety and so there was a lot of people that you know for their their kids that were going to school they wanted them to have a real quote unquote a real education not because they went in and burned books in schools and said you know this is we're we're teaching you the China stuff you know but um so people were moving to those countries just to kind of try to make a better life for their families and you kind of see that here you know a ton of people move to Texas and Tennessee and Florida and all of these places that are more free where they have more rights where they can have a quote unquote better life it's very similar things that are happening so it's kind of interesting too
2: well Texas Texas was like that but they put a bad mark on their themselves when they Recently, I said abortion law last week. (laughs) Yeah, they they took
1: a couple steps back, but initially,
2: that's pretty fucked up.
1: Yeah, but
0: yeah, it is. I think that's the thing about the states, the American states like each one is definitely individualized by you know the people and the government and what goes on. Um, I almost think some days we'd be better off as individual countries. Um, but also I think it's, I think it's possible to bring, to bring the United States back together. It just would take a competent leader and somebody that knows how to play the right chords and, and strike the right, strike the right chords with people. I would say um, to do that, I think it's, and it seems so far, far so far gone now because the last five, six years have been just a shit show to say the least. Um, I, I just, I hope that we can, and and like, like you said, like Texas, yeah, it has its perks. It has its great, um, freedoms in Florida. It has its great freedoms, but it also, they both have their downfalls and, um, that's how each system Mm -hmm. goes. They each have their perks. They each have their downfalls. I feel like, um, when we and we were talking about this Josh like playing that middle ground like we need that middle ground established and somebody to to lead the way and get get both people from each side that have taken sides that probably don't even want to this it's just kind of been a thing it's been like almost necessary um in a, in a social manner anyway uh so like it's it'd be interesting to see if we did have a leader like um Tulsi Gabbard who you know, who thought who thought things that the regular average middle-class middle, uh, middle class American thinks. So, I don't know. I, I hope to see it. I think mm-hmm. some days we're too far gone, too. But um, I guess we'll kind of, uh, we'll see in the next 5-10 years here, won't we? Like,
2: we actually have the chance to vote, like, at your local government and, like, state levels. Like, that's where it's really yeah. important now. Like, if this doesn't show you how important it is to vote, like, if you want actual change to ha- happen, like, you have the the chance at the local and state levels. Like, that's where you're seeing your governors are getting a lot of power in a time like this. So, mm-hmm. like, it's a good reason to, like, just, you know, at least be semi-prepared when a voting season comes around. And, like, because in Hong Kong, it's, like, they had the elections and, like, 15 pro-democracy people got elected. They had... The biggest voter turnout in history and then the day that uh the capital got stormed here they arrested them mm-hmm. and like just dis- disqualified them under like some bullshit terms and conditions we're like nope they don't win they cheated
1: coincidence No, i don't think
2: any of it has all of it has <laughs> weirdness written all over it to me how connected they are like there's just a bunch of things that my conspiracy mind goes to that i'm just like i think there's just they're too connected
1: i saw too like the the gavin newsom thing kind of fascinates me because it's just ridiculous um but there have been reports that people have gone to the polls and the computers are saying they've already voted and they haven't voted yet so that's why the numbers are skewing in a weird way I I haven't seen any updates or results, but I was like, wow, it's interesting. That's not good. But everyone write in Tim Dillon for 2024. Yeah. (laughs) Just write him in.
2: That would be something.
1: Everybody would watch every single speech that he did. Yeah. Because they would be like, all right, stand-up night. We're free. Let's go. He would just roast everyone in his own cabinet, you know,
0: (laughs) yeah we could use that we'd like to think Martha
1: this old bitch <laughs> she knows some shit about politics what's up Martha you know
0: yeah
1: it'd be great
0: shit I would take that That's over something. what we have right now
1: him and Shane Gillis
2: him and Dave Chappelle how
0: about that
1: oh him and Dave Chappelle would be great
2: Dave Chappelle for president
1: Dave Chappelle's speech is like accepting speech. <laughs> I'm rich, man. <bitch." laughs> no, I know, but they still. Have you heard them talk about? They make him do it at like every single. Yeah, yeah. Every single show. Yeah, let's just make it.
2: Hit, that, those two president vice president. That would be yeah, cool. Chappelle and fucking Donal Rawlings, dumbass. He's fucking hilarious, but he is stupid.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he cracks me up, but uh, yeah, he's
0: a goofy one. So, like, damn. Yeah. I think I'd take a wet sock, and a moldy shoe for president and vice president right now.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure, I would take literally anything else. What would
2: it be like right now though, if Trump was president? What would it actually be like? I don't even know. (laughs) Oh my god! It would be chaos.
1: It would be a lot louder. I think it'd still be chaos, but yeah, it would just be really loud. And maybe tanner the worst toupee
2: it was crazy how many how many people in hong kong were rooting for like the local people people from hong kong you had like polar opposites there too the locals were just praying for donald trump and anybody that was an expat was like fuck donald trump Mm -hmm. so it was really really interesting to see those two worlds collide even that far away like how interested they were in the in our election? It's like you guys live around the fucking world. Why are you worried about what's happening there? But like well, Donald Trump took a hard stance at China, yeah. so like that's why they like him. That's their only like that's what they're clinging to for that kind of mm-hmm. hope. I didn't know
0: that. I didn't know that. That's yeah, that interesting. Surprising
1: to no. me.
2: Yeah, people that were expats always love to laugh at America. And, like, make us the butt of every joke, which is fine, like, because it, it is ridiculous. But I always just said, like, fuck, well, fuck, when I go home, guess what? I've got my own protection if my government comes for me. Yeah, we have a lot of really bad shit that happens here because of guns. But that isn't the problem. The problem is why are they, what what, what is happening in our society that there is this much violence, Period. Cause there just shouldn't be this much violence, but there's exactly. a bunch of issues.
1: People are mad. And they try to
2: pin it on that. And it's like, fuck you guys. Like my government comes for me. I can mm-hmm. protect myself with all my brothers and sisters. We have like one of the biggest armies in the world is our civilians. So like, ain't nobody coming to America to fight us. <laughs> like, Good luck the most powerful military and then like the second or third biggest because of the civilians. Yeah. So like I get why people from outside of America like to laugh at us and say, wow, it's crazy there. But it's like, yeah, well.
1: It makes you think about, even if you're not for, for guns, which I, I totally get, it really makes you think twice about it when you see countries like Hong Kong, Or, like, Australia that got put into martial law multiple times. You can't leave your house unless you're told to. You can't be in the streets. And they literally have military in the streets. And what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? No way to fight back. Yeah, Yeah, I saw that. I saw
0: videos Uh, of air or helicopters flying around, like, with big ass loudspeakers. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Sometimes I think we're going through it, but then I see videos of other countries like Australia countries. and um, Italy and like these different. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I hope we never get to that point. Sometimes we're. It seems like we're walking that line down the road to it, but like, at least we're not there yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's been cool to What's been cool to hear is that when some of these really, really invasive. Mandates go through, you know. Police aren't enforcing them. You know, they're like, we're we're just not going to enforce that. Like, people can people can choose. They can do what they want. I'm not going to give them a ticket because they're not wearing their mask outside. You know, I appreciate that. Like, some level of common sense at some part of yeah, some part of it. Yeah, for sure, especially outside.
2: Yeah, I, that drove me nuts when I we were living over there. Oh, <laughs> believe me, I bitched about it every fucking every day. day. Every fucking day, I bitched about it. I was like, "This is ridiculous. Why are we wearing masks outside?"
1: Because they enforced it there. Because they enforced it. cops would stop tickets. you.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not trying to have that kind of trouble, so I have to fucking wear the mask. But there was times where like I'm like, I'm not fucking, I'm not wearing my mask outside. You guys can suck my dick. I'm not I wearing my mask.
1: That. The lady was like, "All right."
2: I'm like, I'm outside. Like, you go to the parks, you go to the basketball court, everybody can take their mask off and bump into each other and sweat. I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I worked with a British girl, though, and she was very anti-guns when I met her. (laughs) And then, like, I told her all the reasons I thought that it was, like, why it was so important. And she was super open-minded to, like, hearing that idea. But she was just like, man, I just still can't get behind it. But I like, I see your perspective. Then she goes to Egypt. And because she couldn't come back to Hong Kong, because you couldn't fly from the UK to Hong Kong, you had to make a stop somewhere. So she goes to Egypt for like a month or more. Mm-hmm. She sends me this photo. She's like, please don't share this with anybody. But it's like her holding like an AR. <laughs> and she was just like, I have a different mindset now after like being there because like we had a comedian tell us a like tell a joke and he was egyptian and he would he would roast like the protest he would make make a joke of the protest because he's like oh like it's so cute you guys are all out protesting in the streets and they hold up signs saying like in 15 minutes we're gonna fuck shit up like go home and he's like and when 15 minutes comes like they spray tear gas he says in my country if there's a bunch of people in the square like that, they just start shooting you, yeah like no that's that, there's no warning there's no hey in fifteen minutes we're gonna start killing you guys. He's like they pulled up signs saying in fifteen minutes, like we're gonna pepper spray you if you don't go home. He's like it's real cute, it's like theres your reason that you there's an and like that's the appreciation that she gained from going to a country like that where she mm-hmm. she said the people w- were amazing, like they were like family and like took her in and fed her and she she was loving it but then also she had a different appreciation for firearms just because she's she is experiencing life with these people and sees what they have to deal with mm-hmm. and like how hopeless it is for them without something like that
0: Yeah you can definitely gain some
1: like the words perspective sealed, like even the words concealed carry are super Scary, right? It's just scary to hear that. But then, you know, you start hearing these stories of, well, what what state is it, or is it San Francisco that you, um, you can allow people up to like a thousand dollars to rob you, you know, or just the amount of people that have done break-ins and things like that. Like, that's your protection. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're comfortable having it, I I, I just really don't agree with the way that. You know, like how easy it is for people to get guns, that definitely needs to change. You know, I've had family members that have worked at places that, like, will sell guns. And you don't have to get any training, you know, to purchase a gun. If you want to drive a boat, like, you have to take a course and get a license, right? Um, but you don't have to take any kind of, like, gun safety course, how to use the gun. You just have to pass, like, a background to check and, you know prove that you're a sane human and then like here you go not like how to use it that you're good to use it I don't even know if you have to take like an eye exam I feel like you should have to take an eye exam but can you see where you're shooting <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know I don't know but I feel like you should have to pass an eye exam like if I didn't have my glasses on and then you, you're you going to trust me with
2: a gun I Hell will no. have not turned the wrong Hell way no. I'm so blind. Oh my god! You know what I mean? They'll be like, "Oh, Becky Hansen commits suicide." No, she just couldn't fucking see. <laughs> couldn't see. <laughs> <done> almost backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your glasses are strong.
0: <laughs> you got Coke bottles for lenses over there?
1: I don't think they're that bad. I've definitely seen worse.
2: Though I mean yeah. thickness. They're not no, but the prescription is just like, like the, both eyes four. are different.
1: Yeah, one eye is a little bit weaker. My left eye is a little yeah. bit weaker, weaker, by like point two five. So I have negative four and negative four point two five.
2: Sometimes I just think about that. I'm like, man, I can see so well. I wonder what would it would it would suck to be a person that has glasses because um, like some people can't see for shit, and I always have been able to see well. So I'm like
1: i i thought it was interesting that like i'm i'm like one step difference and it's like not a big deal but one of my cousins growing up had a huge difference between the right and left eye so basically what the doctor had them do was like cover up the bad eye cover up the worse eye only have the good eye and then watch tv really close basically fuck up your right eye so that it's as bad as your other one jesus
2: christ
1: (laughs) isn't that insane (laughs) i'm like wow that's science guys that's the best we got
0: that sounds like some sketchy (laughs) really did that
2: actually happen
1: yeah that's a true story this is a long time ago but that's a true story
2: oh my god
0: wow
1: i
2: thought you were gonna say like cover the good eye and make the the weak one become stronger
1: no how would you do that you can't
2: because you'd only have it you don't do
1: some deadlifts with his eyes (laughs)
2: <laughs> well i just feel like if it has to work by itself it becomes stronger but
1: no, you want to even them out
2: yikes well i'm that much more thankful for my good eyes
0: <laughs> yeah you better be appreciate it
2: <laughs> what did you think about that conversation on joe when they were talking about the uh teeth
1: that blew my mind yeah because every single all three of us all had braces or palatal expander or both
2: same we had pal i had palatal expander and we all have had braces now
1: yeah and to hear that like all of that basically is just due to having a binky a bottle and soft food mind blown
2: okay i'm not gonna lie though like americans there's a lot of people with really fucked up teeth, but people, there are a lot of Americans with really good teeth because of braces in comparison to other countries.
1: True. Like they were saying, there's always going to be those exceptions of people that just are going to have messed up teeth. Yeah. But um, uh, I thought they brought up a good point, too. A lot of people now are getting replacement teeth, veneers, like all these fake teeth, and those don't move naturally because they don't they don't root the same and so then as you get older and your teeth huh. move, like, they don't move. So I'm like, oh my God, what happens? They never said what happens. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. So you, i was just thinking, like, okay, at that point, get dentures. Then they, do you think?
0: Yeah. No, one night, that was really interesting to hear that because that was something that was totally new to me. And I went and asked Danielle's mom, who's a, a dentist assistant, and she said that's true. And, like, chewing on hard stuff helps develop the the jaw bone and you know what pretty much what they were saying how it would be a little bit wider more more room for your teeth and like the problem that we have like people getting wisdom teeth out could almost be solved solely by like giving babies harder things to chew on it's just like nuts like why why wasn't that pushed is it because the orthodontist industry makes so much money or, or what like it's that was crazy there was a lot of crazy things they talked about. Like I loved hearing about human adaptation and evolution and like how we're going so fast that it's it, it's like we can't catch up. We're one of the most adaptable um species on the planet. We probably are the most adaptable species on the planet, and yet we're moving along so fast, so rapidly that we can't even catch up. And it's called and you see it and you like see it in a lot of different ways. It was a, that was a great episode, honestly. I
2: feel like when I was home last, last time, dad was like, he's like, man, it just seems like the days go by way faster, like than they used to. And I'm like, yeah, because they do, because we have way more shit (laughs) occupying our minds all the time. So it makes every day go by fast. I'm like, there's a reason it feels that way. Like you remember what it was like to not have all this stuff. So like to a kid, to a kid, you know, it's pretty fucking normal, you know? like some their school days long like it's like your days are still the time is the same but there's just so much more occupying it that it's it's crazy
0: yeah definitely
2: but i also thought um i also thought like i didn't think orthodontics intentionally tried to take like over that type of industry it just happened you know it It wasn't like they were like, oh, you know, because there's always been dentistry around forever. Like, they've pulled people's teeth out, like, when they're really fucking infected and shit like that. There
1: haven't been orthodontists around forever.
2: No, there hasn't. But, Mm -hmm. like, everything's driven on money. So, like, okay, this company says, like, these are teething toys that you need to give your kids. And they're, like, these soft rubbery material. Okay, so, like, what are we saying? Like, a bone is supposed to be better for it? Like, even harder than that? Like, so if they chewed on those toys... Did you think? Do you think the orthodontics people were like, "Oh, let's make these toys that fuck up their teeth"? Like, no, that didn't happen. But because of things like that, and because of like binkies and sucking on them, baby food, baby food, like it just our genetics changed and we evolved and our our jaws changed. Like it, some things don't take that long, and then orthodontics benefits off of it. So now now that they're making money, they don't want to. You don't want to lose that. So like they just happen to profit off of that problem as well right. because of capitalism
1: <laughs> you know well, the podcast that i sent you guys today to they were talking about how you know it's the medical industry has become a little bit more embarrassing here just because things go to you know prescribe it and pill it instead of just working out the actual route problems, Um, and just changing your health and changing, you know, your bad habits and what's causing those things. So I I just think that's really interesting. And Austin and I were actually talking about too, um, my work actually had a panel of people this morning, and one of them was a homeopathic doctor. And just the fact that they had a homeopathic doctor at all on the panel, to me was surprised because most corporate places, Benefit packages won't cover you if you go to a homeopathic doctor like or Eastern a, medicine or doctor. Eastern medicine doctor. So it's just really ironic. It's it's like you're you're putting up this great PR front, but you're not really following through on that ideal.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, we have health insurance, like it's the best thing ever. Like, okay, yeah, great, but not everybody has it because it's tied to your job. Like when we were in Hong Kong, it was like if you were a citizen you know, it was tied to your job too, but like the healthcare costs were just so much cheaper. And I'm just like,
1: and i told, I've told this before, just like a basic checkup is so much more thorough. It's so much more thorough. It, it's everything top to bottom and it's all covered in the basic checkup. Um, but they also do, you know, a lot of holistic things. They, they drink special teas. They're prescribed with different ingredients in the teas, depending on what's you know, wrong with them. They do a lot more acupuncture and things like that. So super interesting.
0: Yeah, I love the the other options. I would I hope I don't think it's probably possible with the foot that the pharmaceutical companies have in America now and the amount of money that goes with it. I just don't think it's probably possible. But it'd be cool to see us as a nation shift towards more focusing on prevention and in more natural ways of healing than here's some opiate opiates and here's here's a bottle full come back when you're when it's empty like i i hope to see that shift i think people like us that that talk about it more that talk about how important taking care of your body is and taking vitamins and different different ways of you know coping with life like I think it takes us being loud to to kind of get other people to kind of join the bandwagon too so I think that's cool I, I would like to see like I'm, I'm glad that you shared that with me Becky about how they did include that but they also don't pay for it so it's it's like you said it's a PR stunt it's kind of hypocritical
2: I've said a lot of bad things about Becky's work, so I'll just leave it (laughs) at that. The man. (laughs) The machine. Yeah. I always call it just the machine. You're just part of it. We all are in our own way, but corporate America is fucking crazy. Yeah, It's all about optics, all about what it looks like. Not what it truly is. All right, awesome. Let's hit Becky with some questions. We'll go every other. Yes. All right. I hope you had some prepared.
1: You have some? You know it.
2: All right. Let's give her two minutes.
1: Two minutes on the clock.
2: She's kind of smart. She's long-winded. Are
1: these, like, challenging questions? Are they, like, this or that? I'm just joking.
2: Yeah, this or that. All right, could I'll kick us off, Austin. All right, Becky, are you ready? Why not? All right, say a word in Spanish.
1: Cerveza.
0: <laughs> Cardio <laughs> or weights?
1: Weights.
2: First celebrity crush.
1: Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, it was probably Nick Carter, like the Backstreet Boys. <laughs>
0: Favorite stuffed animal growing Completely. up? A- um,
1: I had a Bugs Bunny. I'm pretty sure my mom still has it, but I had a Bugs Bunny stuffed animal. Took it everywhere.
2: If Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump are both drawn and you can only save one, who would you save?
1: Probably Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> or I would kill myself. It might be better.
0: Uh, Becky. Would you rather Can they both go? Would you rather drown or burn alive?
1: God, these are morbid. I don't know, they both suck. Those are those are people's like worst fears of ways of dying right there.
2: Yeah, drown, for sure.
1: I I don't yeah. Whichever one kills you faster.
2: Favorite childhood T V
0: show.
1: Rugrats, probably.
0: Favorite book you've ever read?
1: Scar Tissue by Anthony Kiedis. What's
2: Your favorite type of tea?
1: Um, lately it's been peppermint.
0: If you could bring back one person, anyone, one person from the dead, who would you bring back?
2: All right, that was the time. So you can just. Finish this one. You can have
0: a second to mm. think about it.
1: This is hard, guys. This is hard. There's so many. There's a lot. I mean, you could argue like a a Jimi Hendrix, or a... then you could go more like a an Amy Winehouse, Elvis.
2: Yeah, you're definitely bringing back somebody music, but. Yeah, somebody I think music. If, I think she would also if she went food, it would be Anthony Bourdain. He—that's uh, what I was saying.
1: Yeah, I wasn't even thinking that route. And yeah, well, I don't yeah. know. I I was thinking that, but I I thought that before. Would he want to come back? I don't know.
2: It'd be nice to have him here. It would. Be. Kurt <laughs> Cobain he would be has cool. Great, he, he the way he saw the world, and I love that guy. How well he could write, and then connect that with food, and then just connect with people like he. He's super well-known, but I also feel like he is super underrated.
1: That's what we all like about him, though. Yeah. He's scrappy. Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Got to bring up Chester so we can go to a Lincoln Park concert. Chester
1: Bennington. That's what I mean. I'd need, like, a book of people. Like, a whole page.
2: Yeah. She did have a lady boner for Nick Carter for... Most of her life,
0: though, I think.
1: Ask any girl yeah. my age if they didn't have like a childhood crush when you were like 11 on either an NSYNC member or a Backstreet Boys member, and that person's lying because they want to seem cooler to you.
0: <laughs> they want to seem I not think- basic. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, I-, I, never- I never listened to either. I don't know who those are.
2: <laughs> yeah, why was there such a stigma around like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC? Like, why did it suddenly like now those bands like K-pop bands? You see how yeah. crazed people are about that. Like, well, I I guess there was that kind of craze for them around the world. That they they had their time. I guess. Would you think?
1: Oh yeah, they like the boy bands in their in their time were just as big, if not bigger, than like K-pop bands right. are now. Easy but they, it's interesting because they're made the same way like there's a there's a record label there's a bunch of dudes and they craft these bands together you know just like k-pop
2: and then just they have a put bunch them of together just have the money to just push them like
1: yeah like you're our front man yeah you know, you're the baritone. You're in the guy in the back who just kind of like does this.
2: People <laughs> <laughs> um, can't see that, right?
0: <laughs>
2: they
1: always have like a tough guy. You know, I don't know. It's it's just like fashion. Like things things come into popularity and they go back out. Just kind yeah. of like how punk had a wave and then it went out and it's coming back.
2: Yeah, no, but I'm saying like, why do people try to deny that they listen to it? It was super popular. Oh, just
1: because it's not like that form of. Boy band, maybe they feel like it's not cool, and they want to impress people. So like, I I know Doja Cat songs. Right. You know what I mean.
2: Yeah, they're being influenced by their environment, the yeah. situation. Yeah. You like just, what
1: you like. Just yeah, like, like what, what you, you like.
2: like. Oh, I played. I had to tell you guys this. Um.
1: You played Trey Lewis accidentally. No, during I, I would
2: have liked to. Oh, okay. We today I was in the gym and it was we split the kids like half from. Were outside or more than half were outside and the other ones were inside so i got on the aux cord for the first time and put on some kenny hoopla and like <laughs> the the uh, our uh chair department chair lead teacher comes over to me and she's like you know this is so far in the first three weeks it's the first time we've got the alternative kids and actually like are actually into the music <laughs> yeah. the
1: alternative kids. that's what she called
2: them the wow. alternative kids I was like, oh, yeah, I knew I was going to get all these punk, punk kids. We listen to the same stuff. Look
1: at these alternative kids enjoying their gym. Class. <laughs> these
2: alt kids. <laughs>
0: That's the thing. Me and Josh are punk emo, but we're kind of like I'm undercover like, punk emo. Just don't know it because we don't right. dress like it.
1: You're like jocks, jock front.
2: There's yeah. a lot of people that are into that kind of music that, but like, it's the same as like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. It was like, people tried to deny that. Mm. Like, oh, those bands suck. Those bands are, those yeah. bands are gay. <laughs> like, people would say that. And it's like, yeah, okay. Why do you know, all their, why do you know the song then? Yeah. Are you gay? <laughs> well,
1: when I, when I was in Hong Kong, they had like a kitchen, like a, when people come in, you know, they do icebreakers and stuff. And they have like questions that people have to answer about you. And one of them, was, like, what kind of music that they thought that I liked. And they all put just, like, random shit, you know, screamo, metal, and other things, which they weren't wrong. But the answer I had actually put in there was, like, country music. Because when I was in Hong Kong, like, there just is no country. So I found myself really gravitating towards country just because I couldn't listen to it anywhere in Hong Kong. So everybody was like, what? Like, you don't like, country what like just because i don't wear flannels leather cowboy boots and denim every day doesn't mean i can't like country it's like my grandpa had a polka band that's like the origin of i felt like i went
2: the other way though i was like not living in the country it was extremely hard for me to listen to it i was like this shit sucks he was just singing
1: WAP every day
2: there was there's some good artists i appreciate good country more now but like the other Jerry stuff Lewis. can yeah like dick down in Dallas five stars <laughs> that shit's funny
1: and it's catchy as hell that
2: is catchy and funny yeah I, can I wish agree. the
1: country bar here would play country music I I would be okay if I never heard low ever again in my life
2: why is flow right low still getting played at at like
1: anywhere, anywhere? can
2: we delete that song anywhere. out of humanity anywhere it's yeah. like playing a journey song when we're at a dance like okay our parents our parents were around when this come on we've made sh- newer shit.
1: Really not.
0: You're preaching to the choir here, man. Right?
1: So much for handing out my yeah. note.
0: Yeah.
2: What is DJ Kurt Lewis here? <laughs>
1: DJ Kurt Lewis.
2: Sorry. Sorry. He might listen. I doubt it.
1: <laughs> Still trying to hook you up with his daughter, Josh. Yeah,
2: he tried to hook me up with his daughter at when I was Becky's date at a wedding. He was like DJing. Really, his brother's wedding. Her brother's wedding, and his daughter's like. Yeah, his daughter was like um, in the back, and he's like, "Oh, like, have you seen Jazzy lately?" I'm like, "What?" Jazzy Javs. And he's like, "Yeah, she's back there in the photo booth. You should go uh, catch up with her." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> How about not? Oh, <laughs> Talk about a wingman. Then your dad went a wingman. took a
1: nap in the parking lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I went and took a nap in the parking lot. This is true. It's better than throwing up at your brother's wedding as your date.
1: Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> people probably
1: did in the bathroom. Yep. Yeah people
2: but sober october is um, coming up so i have that to look forward to team. i already got some good goals in mind so
0: same
1: like such as you gonna know, reveal them at a later time
2: no i definitely think i'm gonna give up social media for the month though i think that's one of the things i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna get rid of the apps on my phone it's a good one keep like what's happened obviously what's happened just my messaging apps
0: That's a
2: good one. That's one of them for me.
1: I'm going to blow up his Instagram DMs. (laughs) Get him canceled. Yeah, while (laughs) I
2: log into my account and just post stuff as me. I have no clue. Get fired. Well, all right. Well, (laughs) there's that. (laughs) Shucks. Got to find something else. (laughs) All right. Well, it was good talking.
0: Yeah, it was. It was I? Uh, sorry about my internet. All right, it was nice catching up. Oh yeah. See you, Becky. So-